Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting experts straight talk in your ear. These podcasts deliver great interviews with industry leaders and Zweig Group's three decades of invaluable research, leadership, management, marketing, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop personally and professionally, wherever you are. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm here with none other than chairman and founder of Zweig Group, Mark Zweig. Uh, Mark is uh, gracious enough to join us today for another episode, and we're going to talk today about the art of client management. Um, He wrote an article recently in the Zweig Letter. uh, It was from originally June 18th of 2018, where he talked about the importance uh, of client management. He said client management is something anyone who who owns an AEC firm should be concerned about. And so today I wanted to to get Mark in a corner and talk with him a little bit about this and, and get his thoughts on this whole idea of client management. And it's not something that every firm does really well. And and if you don't manage your clients properly, uh, you won't have them for long. And so I think that, um, you know, I'd love to hear what Mark's thoughts are about this and uh, see what he has to say. And I think some of you will find some of this information very helpful uh, as you move forward and and build and continue to build relationships with your clients. And it's something that you want to, uh, to see uh, improve over time. You don't want to be going backwards, especially as it pertains to working with clients. You want to go forward uh, and build true relationships with them because when you do that, it's so much easier than having a, a transactional relationship with a client. So, Mark, how you doing today? Pretty good, man. Good, good, good. So, why don't you talk about uh, talk about this? Was it was I know each time you write this article, and I don't know if I I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but are you are you generally inspired specifically by a situation that comes up, or is it more just a stream of consciousness where it's like, huh, this is an issue that I've seen before, and I want to talk about it, but. Um, I know sometimes you deal with different things that happen and that spurs you to write about it. And I didn't know yeah. that that was the reason why you decided to write about the art of client management. Mm, I don't know that it was in this case, okay. uh, but yeah, it does happen sometimes. Okay. So there wasn't necessarily a specific uh, incident that, that uh, made me think of this. Okay. 
So you, um, one of the things that you said, and there, there are a couple of things that you outlined in this article, but the first thing you said is that you have to be organized effectively for it to work. Um, would you be willing to kind of expand on that idea? Well, I mean, I think, you know, some people need to know who is responsible for the client. Right. I can't have good client management if nobody even knows that they're responsible to make that client happy. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's kind of where it starts, um, uh, you know, right away. I think a lot of companies have sort of a chaotic system where there's a lot of different people working for a client and nobody, quote, owns that client or is responsible for that client. And that's when bad stuff happens, yeah. you know. Somebody's yeah. got to be a clearinghouse. Somebody's got to coordinate what's going on there. Yeah. Somebody has to be have a relationship with the highest level in that client organization that transcends individual projects, you know. Yeah. And, and I know that, especially, I know even when we put out proposals and we let a client know who we're, who's going to be working with them, we, we usually tell them who the principal in charge will be. Right. We tell them who the project manager is going to be. Uh, or the leader of that particular project, and then we tell them who the other team members are. Yeah. So that everybody that's that's part and parcel of that project knows what their role is on it. I think that's really important. It's really not the way most companies operate. There's still a lot of companies don't even have a principal in charge. Really. Of the individual job, and then they have lots <clears throat> of different project managers working for that client. Yeah. And you can see how things can go wrong. Yeah. Um, how are, so, how are some firms able to still remain somewhat successful even with a, 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 that a, a dysfunctional setup? That's a good question. You know, because I, I mean, you we know? had some people raise their hand at a recent TPA event, and they come from a pretty solid firm, but they were the first people to raise their hand and say, "We have no, we have no direction when it comes to that," mm-hmm. and and they're, you know, we don't really know who's. It's just by committee, and it's like, okay, well, the next person up, they'll they'll be the one to to deal with this. So. Um, I'm just yeah. How can you be successful in spite of that? Yeah, because um, demand exceeds supply. Okay, and uh, you have individuals in these companies who do a pretty good job. Yeah, and they're pretty good people. Right, and so that makes up for a lot of problems, and that's I think that's the best explanation I could I can give. Yeah, but that's unfortunate though because in actuality you could really take your service and your ability to to serve the need of the client to a whole another level. That might be why some of these companies grow from, you know, nothing to 2000 people and other ones grow to 30. Yeah. I mean, that that's could be part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, is that they are thinking about these problems and addressing them more effectively. Yeah. Firm wide. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, the next thing you mentioned was that you said you can't you can't let just anyone be a principal in charge or PM yeah. for any specific client. Exactly. You have to match up the people. Yeah. And you know, it's everybody's different, and um, they're going to respond differently to different types of people. So you need to be smart about that. Yeah. You know, your your Heartland conservative. Uh, former military officer, CEO of, of a company based in the Midwest is not going to want to deal with the same type of person as the 20-person lighting design firm with offices in San Francisco and New York. Right. It, they're just different, and yeah. they're going to take different types of people. Yeah. yeah. You know, that'll probably be more successful. Um you know, uh, that's sort of a context in, in our organization. It's the same thing out there with our clients. You know, the 
the freewheeling hotel developer who does projects all over the globe but does not want to deal with the same person as the guy that owns one Holiday Inn in, in you know, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I mean, they're just a different type of client. Yeah. We've got to get the, the right people in front of these people, the ones who are likely to be succeed, the ones they're likely to identify with, the ones they're likely to respond best to, and have just a little common sense. Yeah. So... So, and that really allows you to pair your people up, your people being the, the design firm leader, your people up with, um, with, with clients for success in the long term and, and ensure that you have a, a healthy relationship. Exactly. So, um, you also said that you have to be careful not to impose your values on the client. What did you mean specifically by that? Well, I think there's, a, there's certain people who just have particular political leanings or religious orientation or whatever that feel like they've got to you know sell that to everybody they deal with mm-hmm. and, and and that includes their clients and you can turn people off doing that i i, I just don't believe in it yeah. yeah i don't think it's the right thing to do yeah you know if that's if you're on a mission and this is you're dealing with your personal life and your personal time maybe that's a different matter but not when it comes to business you yeah. know i don't think everybody has to have the same value system I have, you know. I just don't. I, I you know, even though I wish they did sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think it, the world would be a better place, but but they just don't. So, I'm not going to try to ram anything down anybody's throat. If you do, you're going to be alienating people. Today, people are very divided, and so the odds are you're going to alienate somebody if you start going down that path. Yeah. Somebody you might want to be doing business with. Yeah. And, and for that very reason, it's one of the things that you, that why you've decided not to talk about certain things. What are those things that you specifically tell people? Because I, I know you say it all well, the time. Well, I do. I mean, I think religion, politics, you know, sort of hot social topics, I, I just try to stay away from. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I really do. If I, if I get into that with somebody, I'm going to really know them well. Right. And know where they stand. And right. I'm not going to create a problem for myself or for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm just not going to. It's not worth it to me. Yeah. Because you know? I'm, I'm sure you have. Because you've built relationships with a lot of the clients over the years sure. that you've worked with. Some stronger relationships than others. But I, And I'm sure you're able to go. You, you know what roads you can go down and what roads you can't. So, you know. And I think it's important for our listening audience to know that as well. Because without that... Uh, understanding and it, it's you, you could really run into some problems you sure can yeah I mean it's and you really see it um, today quite a bit I think with the polarization yeah of the nation yeah. and so why put yourself in one camp or the other um, <laughs> when you're going to cut off half of the uh, you know potential clients right away by doing so right it right. doesn't seem to be smart no, it doesn't. And I think, honestly, um, people just need to be who they are, but they also they need to let people, other people be who they are, right? And, and allow for a differing of opinions, even if you don't agree with it, um, figure out a way to yeah. make it work. And, and honestly, you know, who's to say that what you have to offer to a particular client isn't something that they really need? So, you know, make sure you're focusing first on the client's need and, and exactly. how you can serve them. And then kind of leave that other stuff on the sidelines, and it will allow you to be much more effective, and and the client will appreciate it more. I think so. Agreed. Uh, yeah. So, 
Now, you also said that you have to understand that accessibility is a big area of concern for clients. And I know we've, we've talked about being accessible to the client, but, but talk a little bit about... Um, well, it's taking those barriers down. It's having your cell phone number on all your outbound emails. It's having your cell phone number on your card, having direct dial numbers so people don't always have to go through a reception desk or auto attendant, um, you know, or or secretaries who pre-screen all calls. You know, if you have that, you're not that accessible. Right. Um, You know, those are the kinds of things. Um, Certainly response time is is part of it, but the other part of it is just, can they find you? Yeah. Can they get to you directly, or do they always have to go through the voicemail system with a random, you know, trying to figure out what your extension is, and uh, then leaving a message for you on your company voicemail that you don't check? (laughs) I mean, ugh. Yeah, it horrible. Goes, yeah, you see it all the time, and it's so funny. I mean, I've dealt with some clients that, you know, they'll contact and reach out to me and say, "Hey, I need this, this, and that," and then say, "Please get back to me with it." And then you get back to them, and then you get back to them, and then you get back to them, and then finally they have somebody else get back to you. They don't even respond to you. They have somebody else get back to you, and that that speaks volumes. No, oh, I hate that, uh, and that really drives me crazy, especially when you want to bend my ear and ask me a lot of information and try to get advice from me and then ask for maybe a proposal or something, then I reach out and give it to you and then you you don't respond and then you have somebody else on your team respond. Terrible. It's I think it's a it's a bad practice. Yep, I agree with it you. It really is. So and it speaks volumes about, you know, your ability as a leader to be able to uh, engage with people. Um, you know, when and where possible. I mean, we have these things called the cell phone nowadays. It's, it's a, it's a supercomputer in our pockets, and there's no reason for you not to be able to respond, uh, and to get back to people, and and to make yourself accessible. Uh, nobody's asking you to drop your fork in the middle of dinner, but there certainly are ways for you to uh, let the client know and communicate to them that you are available for them. Absolutely. So. Those gatekeepers, you know, some of the old timers in this business have these gatekeepers. Yeah. They can really be a pain. Yeah, yeah. You know, where everything, it's like I call, I've, many times I've, I've done this. I call, I ask for Bob so-and-so, whatever, Bob Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the phone rings and rings and rings and rings. And then it's, I get a voicemail. This is Sally Smith. If you'd like to, so I always dial back to the operator and go, I asked for Bob Johnson, but I got somebody named Sally Smith. And I know what it is. Right, right. Sally Smith is Bob Johnson's personal servant. Servant, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so they go, well, oh, well, that's Bob's secretary. I go, if I wanted to talk to Bob's secretary, I would have called Bob's secretary. Right. I wanted to speak with Bob. Right. And then half the time they'll, they'll ring again and then I get the guy. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not a good setup. Don't do that. Don't make your clients jump through hoops just to get a hold of you. Yeah. Silly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you don't want to be that. I mean, unfortunately, if you, if you paint the picture that as an organization that you're accessible before you get the job, but then once you get the job, you're not accessible, then you've sold a false bill of goods. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you have to be the way you are before you get the job is the which in most cases is going to be really proactive. Johnny on the spot, um, interacting with the client early and often, taking their calls whenever they reach out with a question is the way you need to be once they become a client uh, and once you start working with them and they're already paying your bills. So um, really think make think long and hard about that. Uh, one of the other things you mentioned is that you have to be proactive. 
when it comes to the art of client management. Do you, would you kind of just kind of give us some ideas of what you mean specifically about being proactive from a client management perspective? Well, I think it's seeking them out and getting their input and making sure they're happy before they complain to you. Yeah. You know, checking yeah. up on them. Yeah. When there's no problem or when you don't think there's a problem. Yeah. Um, versus waiting for them to come to you with it. Well, that gets into the whole relationship building phase that you've talked about um, and, and the fact that you are very intentional about just chatting with clients in general just to see how they're doing and not make it a, well, I've got to call so-and-so to let them know about this, this, or that on a project. Yeah, you certainly have to do that, but sometimes it's good just to reach out to a client and see how they're doing. How, how's, how are things going? How, how are the wife and kids? You know, what, What's life like in their neck of the woods? I mean, would you agree that that's Absolutely. not a bad approach? No, I think that's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, I know you have you have a lot of relationships with clients that are predicated on that. Yes, absolutely. I've I've had people that just became my friends over the years, and every time I call them, I don't even talk about work, and they bring it up and they give us something. Yeah, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. I mean, that's always a good thing to have, but that's not why you do it. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then finally, I think, and this kind of dovetails nicely into that, is that you said you have to care. Exactly. You got to care about them. It comes across. Yeah. You know, you've got to show that you you love them and you care and and about them as individuals and and uh, in 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 the work that you're doing that you really it's important. Yeah. I, I just I don't know uh, any easy way to say that. Yeah. It's not just about the money, but uh, it's it's you know you're trying to do something good. Yeah, so. make a difference. And, and you know, I'd say that's the thing. That's the one thing I like about the design industry is that just about everybody that's doing something in this space is doing something good. I mean, you are yeah. making a difference. You, you're, Absolutely. You're making roads safe. You're making buildings safe. Um, you're creating um, ways for people to get out of their their out of one environment and go to another. I mean, they're, they're, you know, the built environment is such an amazing place. And, and everybody that listens to these podcasts, engineers, architects, environmental consultants, planners, landscape architects, you guys make make it better for us. And uh, you, you don't. So you already care from that perspective. You just have to communicate to the client how much you care about what their specific need is. And once they see that and um, it comes across that way, I mean, you, 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 you win a friend for life. Exactly. You know, you That's really what do. it's all about, man. Yeah. So it is. It makes it a lot more meaningful for it, all of us. It does. And fun. And then you want to come to work on Monday morning instead of like bemoaning the fact that you have to get up and, and uh, do it all over again. So, yep. so there you have it, folks. The art of client management from none other than Mark Zweig himself with over 38 years of experience in the design space. Uh, Mark has seen and done a little bit of everything, uh, literally, and um, he, has, he has made the mistakes. He's had the, uh, the um, success, mm-hmm. as we all have, and um, he's done it over and over again. And so uh, you certainly have it from the horse's mouth um, when it comes to the art of client management. Uh, we hope that this uh, episode was healthy, help, helpful for you, uh, tongue twister, and uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to listen to this Zweig Letter Podcast. No matter where you are, boat, train, plane, automobile, it doesn't matter. The Zweig Letter Podcast is there for you on a weekly basis. Um, also wanted to encourage you, we have a free gift for you for listening to the Zweig Letter Podcast, and that free gift is a copy of the Zweig Letter on a regular basis, uh, sent out once a week on Mondays, and uh, we'd love to um, 
get that to you. All you need to do is visit ZweigGroup.com and click on the Zweig Letter icon and you can uh, subscribe to the Zweig Letter Digital Edition and that will come to you every Monday at noon. And so we really want to encourage you to do that. I think you'll be uh, benef uh, benefit from that newsletter, which has run continuously since 1992. And um, it's 12 pages of some of the best information that you'll find updated on a regular basis for our industry. The other gift that I have for you is a copy of Civil Plus Structural Engineer magazine. Uh, that magazine comes out monthly and uh, you can get a copy of that for free as well, a digital copy by visiting zweigroup.com, clicking on the Civil Plus Structural Engineer magazine icon and just filling out your email address and uh, we'll get that digital subscription to you right away. We appreciate you so much listening to the Zweig Letter podcast. Um, you know, Mark has so much to share on a regular basis and, you know, all of our team members, Chad, Jamie, Claire, Kaiser, um, so many other individuals here at Zwei Group appreciate you, our listening, listening audience for all that you do and all that you bring to the table. And it's also good to hear from you. So if you've got feedback or you want to leave a review on whatever podcasting um, tool that you use to listen to it, be it iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, please feel free to, um, to uh, rate us. Uh, give us a review and let us know what you think about it. If you ever want to reach out and be on the podcast because you think you have something to share, which I think everybody does, uh, please reach out to me, Randy Wilburn, and uh, all of my information are in the show notes as well as Mark's contact information uh, should you ever want to reach out to us and ask us any questions. We really appreciate uh, each and every one of you for taking time to listen to the Zweig Letter Podcast. This is another episode brought to you for you for designers engineers, architects, environmental consultants everywhere. Um, we are done and we will talk with you soon. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter podcast episode. If you want more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about M&A, strategic planning, HR, and marketing your firm, subscribe now to the digital version of the Zweig Letter free of charge. Just visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe and leave your email address. Your free subscription will begin immediately.